I've been able to look at myself in much more positive lately. I mean, which seems kind of strange, because I mean, when I read things people say about me, and say, here's the things they say to me, I, I have to, I have to, I have to accept myself as, as, uh, as a person that I, I mean, I never, I never wanted to think of myself in, in those positive lights for some reason. I just sort of thought of myself as, I was here for, for other people, but the more I think about it, the more I realize that that relationship has got to be two-way. Yeah. Yeah. You can't love yourself without love. We can't love others without loving yourself, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And I've just had so much positive reinforcement lately that I really feel now I'm ready to go. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there, kindness warriors. How are you? I hope you are having a gentle day. A day where things, even if there's some hard stuff swirling in the waters around you, hopefully the things that are most important to you feel light and easy and unsinkable. Um, I decided to start the podcast this week a little bit differently with one of the voice notes I took of my friend Pete um, as I sat with him over the course of a few weeks back in April just before he passed. He and I had the best time uh, at the end of his life. I mean, we had the, <laughs> we had the best time over the course of, of the last, you know, 25, 26 years of both of our lives, but that last two weeks was just magical. I can hear in his breath, um, how hard it was for him to, to talk, but then again, I could hear in his words how easy and light it made him feel to, to be listened to um, and to have someone so attuned. Uh, <laughs> I giggled a lot at how often I went, yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I feel like that was probably the, uh, the tenor of our relationship through life would be me asking him, questions and and him telling me deep and maybe previously unexplored answers in his own mind and me just sitting there nodding like <laughs> a little fool going yeah yeah um but I wanted to start with that clip from Pete because over the course of all the hours that I recorded of him and I talking of all of the legacy he left behind um I love I love the essence of what he said about loving ourselves. And I don't know about you, but it feels like the universe is a little off kilter lately. And by the universe, I mean the entire thing. <laughs> My friends 10,000 miles away and 10 minutes away are all having rough goes lately. We are all in this fray of friction and stardust, and magic, and lightness, and heaviness, and fumes. We're all running on fumes right now. So this just really resonated with me. Pete's words really resonated with me about 
having to love ourselves. I mean, it's, it's RuPaul, isn't it? RuPaul, how the hell are you going to love yourself or someone else, excuse me, if you don't already love yourself? And I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a journey for me in the last few years of, of going inward and trying to figure out what that even means. What does it mean to love yourself? What does that look like? And is it, once you get there, is it like a simple thing to maintain or, or just as with other people and with other relationships, do you have to consistently check in and communicate with yourself and feed back and understand even the changing nature of who you are and sometimes be surprised by that changing nature or overwhelmed by it or maybe maybe just you can't understand it sometimes and being okay with not even understanding who you are. Um, today I wanted to talk about three things. First, loving yourself. What does it look like? What's worth fighting for in your life? What do you care about internally? Like, What do you care about that you really care about? Not that somebody else has told you to care about. And then how do you take these moments of calmness in which you realize you understand what you care about? And then how do you, how do you make these things so important and so tangible and so believable that the stories that maybe you once told yourself about yourself become unpacked, lessons become unlearned, and you start to build a new understanding around who you are. And after loving yourself and the stories you tell yourself, I want to talk about this idea of validation, internal validation versus external validation, because I know in the work that I'm doing lately with with most of my coaching clients, with most of the amazing, driven, kind women that I'm working with, this is what we talk about a lot, is the need for external validation when it comes to how we think about ourselves, how we define happiness, how we ride out hard times, and instead of just trying to quell emotion or quell a moment of uncertainty and get past it? How do we sit in that? How do we sit in the hard shit and feel it until we're through it? Those kinds of things. So maybe we start with loving ourselves. So take a second. What does loving yourself look like? What does doing something kind for yourself look like? When was the last time you did something just for you. It doesn't have to be something big. Over the course of the last few weeks, the last four weeks or so, I've started to get into a routine of going for a massage on a Sunday. And I know that comes from a place of, of privilege, but let me tell you, uh, I can probably count on one hand the amount of massages I've had in the last two years. So in the last four weeks, to consistently invest an hour a week to myself to just physically and mentally unwind and have quiet and space. And you know, there's nothing like a little chillax massage music and a, <laughs> a, little, uh, a little lady at the Thai massage parlor oiling your back up and then 
climbing on you and, you know, you say a little prayer. I say a little prayer every darn week that <laughs> the lady doesn't slip because if she slips, she's either going to put my back right into alignment or I'm going to be dead. Um, but that's a whole other story, isn't it? Because Lord, I booked the wrong massage the first time and <laughs> I definitely learned to read the fine print after that. Um, but maybe that, yeah, that's a story for another time. But what, what does kindness to yourself look like? What does loving yourself look like? A lot of the time for me, it looks like a whole lot of little moments of presence. Peaceful moments of presence. I've been waking up every morning at 5 a.m. regardless of, of whether I need to or not. And for an hour every morning, I sit in bed and I have a cup of coffee and I write. Sometimes I write a poem. Sometimes I'll write some lyrics. Sometimes I'll write a blog post. And you know, all of the writing that I've been doing, I don't intend to share it with anybody else. Maybe someday. But for me, the kindness and, and the love for me is just going, you know what? You're worthy of waking up early and writing just for the sake of writing. Getting stories out just for the sake of getting stories out. Maybe you go for walks. Maybe you go, maybe you buy a sneaky little Dairy Queen butterscotch dip uh, ice cream. Hey, that is some, that's love right there. That's right. That is love in a cone. Tell you what. Maybe you go sit by the ocean and listen to an album that you love. Um, a lady that I really enjoy her music put out a new album a couple weeks ago. And I got up at 5 a.m. and instead of writing, I went and I sat by the ocean and I listened to it, like actually listened. Creating space to me feels like love. Maybe that's the best way to put what love feels like for myself is creating space. When you create enough space to be present, then for me, that's where the idea of loving yourself without bounds, you know, limitless love feels like. It doesn't feel hokey. It doesn't feel like it's out of a fairy tale. It doesn't feel like I have to, to dress up how I'm going to define this for you. Love for myself feels like time and space and presence. And yeah, let's be real. As a mom, as somebody who is making my own way through the world, as an entrepreneur and a business person, as somebody who a lot of folks count on, I put myself last a lot of the time. And you know, that's okay too sometimes. Sometimes self-love is knowing that you've got enough in your stores, enough strength in your stores internally to give to others. But when you flip the switch, when you start to notice that you're dimming, your light dims a little bit, that's where this, this internal kind of stop engine light has to pop on around the self-love and to go, oh, actually, you need to pull back a little bit and concentrate again on time and space and presence. So self-love to me is, is that cup of coffee that I make. It is that time by the ocean listening to music. It's walks. It's talking with friends on the phone. It is uh, taking a moment to just turn everything off and lay on the floor sometimes. It's playing the guitar really badly. 
<laughs> I'm trying my best, but definitely still a newbie. It's writing. It's reading. And it's also knowing that when my mind and my soul feel heavy and I feel lost or out of place, I can just sit on the couch for a few hours and not have to make or do or move or create. And I'm still just as valid a person, right? Everything is made up. Everything. The way we move through the world, the stories we tell ourselves, the stories we tell others about ourselves. I was blown away when I heard somebody say that what we think of ourselves isn't actually what we think of ourselves most of the time. It's what we think other people think of us. And it's not even what other people think of us because we don't ask. It's what we think other people think about us. And the second we can grasp that and go, uh, no, I'm going to go inside. I'm going to take a little trip and I'm going to go deep down the back roads of who I am at my core. When that happens, let me tell you, you find this lightness. You find this ability to notice when times are hard and difficult. And then the magic, the magic comes when you are faced with adversity, you are faced with hard times, and you, your brain and your heart and your soul starts to react in a way that is not kind, is not loving towards who you are. And part of you says, uh-uh stop that shit. You would not treat your friend this way. You would not treat your child this way. You would not treat your partner, your parents. You would not treat anybody else this way. So cut yourself a little bit of slack. In fact, maybe cut yourself all the slack. Give yourself all the slack. I feel like that's one of the things that, you know, listening back to Pete and hearing him talk about being able to love yourself, that, that's one of the things that he gifted me in those days because to see your best friend, your father figure at the end of their life, and he and I talked about this a lot, we knew that was the last time we'd be seeing each other. He told me not to wait. Don't wait to love yourself. Don't wait to know yourself. It is not selfish to take time to take care of who you are so that you can take care of others. What a guy, huh? What a guy. No wonder I love him so much. Beyond loving yourself, there's the, the idea of validity and seeking external validation. Now, <laughs> I don't know why, but you know how online there are just topics that go off like a frog in a sock and they trend and they trend and they trend and everybody talks about them, right? The people I love, I love Glennon Doyle, love her, Mel Robbins, all, all the, the, the thinkers and the, the people who put good ideas out into the world. And then also like the dude bros right now are talking about it and like the creators, man, from the hills. Everybody's talking about narcissists and, and, narcissism. And I'm like, why are we talking about external validation instead? Because the thing we're all looking for right now, the thing that I hear everybody talking about in terms that aren't specific, they're specific enough, is how that self-love and that 
that looking inward is always colored by this idea of needing other people to validate who we are and how we move through the world. And don't get me wrong here. I am the team player of team players. I absolutely think that we cannot live to our fullest or create legacies that will help our posterity and future generations alone. We can't. We do certain things alone, right? We live, we die. We come into this world alone, kind of. We're with our moms. We die on our own, kind of. We could be surrounded by people. Um, but the idea that we need to consistently be looking for someone else's validation to be worthy of that self-love or to be worthy of their love, it really grinds my gears. It really grinds my gears. It's been probably mm, the last five years of my life or so where I have been unpacking and unpacking and unpacking and just dropping that weight. Just going, I, I actually don't need that person's <laughs> approval. I don't care if that person likes me. That is a them-sized problem. And, you know, we, we have to navigate, especially in professional spaces and in community situations and teams and networks and all of these things, we have to navigate each other and people who don't have the same values as us, people who have a different ethos to life, who play by different rules. I get that. I understand that. However, you do not need anybody else's validation to know that you're enough. You just don't. And it has been the biggest boon of my life to have a little internal, again, another little internal check engine light that goes off when I start to get in my own head and think I'm not good enough and wondered why somebody has left me on scene or not responded to an email the way I would, you know, all of these different things that run through our heads where we go, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I'm not cool enough, whatever it is. Those voices are lying. You are enough. And the people who want to give you their time, like you want to give them yours, those are your people. Everyone else, people who ignore you, people who are mean, people who want to talk shit, fuck them. You don't need them. Like, actually, you don't. And if you do think you need them, the good news is you're worthy even if they're going to be jerks to you and you get to start moving in another direction. Your life is your own. You're the master and commander of your proverbial ship. You get to decide. You get to decide. Everybody's making shit up. Everything's made up, right? So I could probably go on and talk about these things <laughs> forever and ever and a day. But what I wanted to say today is what I've been saying now for the last few minutes, you're enough. You don't need anybody else's validation, but hey, still feels good when you get it sometimes, huh? Especially from people who love you and who care for you and who are looking out for you and who have your back. When you get a good hoorah from your friends, gosh, that feels great. What a fizz up, right? So that external validation, like know that it's there, but also know when it makes you feel a little yuck and know that you can turn away from the yuck. You can reframe anything to make your life what you want it to be. You actually can. Like, I'm not blowing smoke right now. It's, this is the truth. Um, 
when you learn to forgive yourself and you dig deep into society's standards and unlearn those, then you lose yourself to this great, beautiful world of opportunity that lies ahead. And you're not afraid of what you don't know. You don't make expectations. You are just like excitedly curious about what the heck the world has in store for you and you trust the signs of the universe <laughs> or you're like me and you're like hey universe give me a sign and the universe is like here's a big sign it's gonna be great and then you go yeah oof, not sure I can read that sign and the universe goes okay cool here's a bigger sign and you look at that one and you go wow yeah I read it but I'm not sure I believe it and then the universe <laughs> sits down next to you smacks you in the face and goes, this is the signiest sign I can give you. Please believe it. <laughs> you know, keep your eyes open for those beautiful signs and maybe believe them the first time. Beyond that, loving ourselves. You know, I, I'm not saying this in a saccharine sweet way. And I don't want it to sound crass when I say it is simple. Like the simplest things in life are the best and most powerful. Loving yourself happens in small moments. It happens with time. It happens with presence. And it happens with sharing who you are, sometimes only with yourself. You're enough. You're enough. You're enough. I don't want to die Having lived a perfect life Perfect is the last thing I want to be I'd rather wear the scars Of broken truths and broken hearts Than sitting around wondering about whether I might bleed Or once you get married and beg a stranger on the streets Skinny people